Hutch Harris, we made you watch Roadhouse, the 1989 film that the TV show Bar Rescue is based on. What is your major compliment for this movie? Oh, man. You know, I actually own this movie, and I'm not sure why. I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I bought it on tour, like, forever ago. Like, before we had, you know, before streaming or anything, I would always be getting, like, $5 DVDs, like, at Trust. This seems like a perfect okay. deal for $5. My compliment for this movie is Sam Elliott is super hot in this movie. I, I can't oh remember another God, movie. yes. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have the mustache, which I can't think of another movie where, you know, we all just picture Sam Elliott with that huge mustache. But yeah, he's, yeah, he's a walking mustache wearing a cowboy hat for sure. Right. I definitely. Yeah, I picture him as like the cowboy hat is wearing an accessory. And that is Sam Elliott. <laughs> oh, he is right. so winning. Yeah, he's so winning in this movie. Yeah, and he's, he's got that long hair. Too. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. No, everybody's, obviously. everybody's looking great. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say... Sam Elliott looked really hot in this I movie. know. About yeah. any movie. No, it's surprising. <laughs> awesome. Tanya, it sounds like you kind of agree. What's your major compliment? I so agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, my compliment is really for like the first 75% of this movie. I was so, I was like beyond 100% on board. I was like, this is great. I am enjoying every single aspect of this. It does change its gears a little extent. bit when it goes from like, I'm making this bar great. Uh, and and sleeping with a doctor too. Everybody dies. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a tough that was a tough turn that didn't go great <laughs> for me. But the, it turns out, like, dude, I just love like philosophical white guys with like minimal ties to like wherever they're going, who just like show up places and are like, listen, this is how I live my life, and I love being in a barn, and I don't even care. It's fine. Like, this is great. I was so happy. He gets it along so with happy. store owners and 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 farmers. He, he everyone gets he meets along loves with him. Everyone. He has the right answer for every single person. Like, oh, it was so good. And then it wasn't so good. Yeah. But, you know, Sam Elliott was there. Your compliment is for the flawless so 75% of a movie. Yes, which most movies are not that flawless. So I feel yeah. like this this is a big compliment. I have a theory. Actually, I'm going to have this transition into my compliment because I enjoyed, especially the first two acts, but the third act even, I think, made was actually kind of great. And here's why. Because I think this movie is just a, a straight Western set in modern day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. about it is a, like he came to clean up the saloon, but he ended up cleaning up the whole town. Like it's a classic <laughs> Western. Uh, people get hit with bottles, thrown through tables. Sam Elliott is in it. There's a new sheriff yeah. who kills everybody. It's got a moral. No one likes getting kicked in the knee. It's yeah. a straight classic <laughs> Western. It just happens oh. to be in the 80s. Yes, I also enjoy that they lifted the ending from Oklahoma where like you totally murdered someone and the whole town is fine with it. Super. <laughs> it's just like everyone's like, oh, I don't crazy. know, but you're so great. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you murdered like 10 people and no yeah. one saw anything. Yeah. Oh man, so good. <laughs> it just yeah, it goes from like shooting everyone to just being like, well now we're splashing in the lake. I'm like, where did they even put all those? Okay, I have questions, but we have to wait. We have to yeah, wait. Yeah, let's hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold I, it. I, I love westerns, and I love seeing this as this modern version of a western just played so western the whole time. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Chris, what's your major compliment? Uh, I'm pretty predictable on this show, guys. If I'm not complimenting how things look, I'm complimenting real estate. For $100 a month, Patrick Swayze <laughs> rented that amazing upstairs loft of that barn. It was in a place nice. where there aren't mosquitoes or uh, flying cockroaches, apparently, in Missouri. Uh, they found that one pocket. And so they just leave the windows open all the time. And it's oh, gorgeous yeah. and it's spacious and it's, oh, it's beautiful. 
It and you really have a nice. view of a corrupt person's lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then you get to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. He you, doesn't. He could have killed him. You, you get to witness a lot of people group killing him. Yeah. 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 Huh. Which is included in the rent, just like ut- all utilities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And your landlord well, is just you, this, like, I love the landlord, man. That bearded farmer guy who's just like folksy oh, wisdom. Emma, Emmett. Emmett, yeah. Nothing but folksy wisdom and offloading like weird bins that I assume you store water or silage in or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was, yeah that was pretty great. Uh, I oh, wonder man. if it was like like laundry was off-site or something. There's got to be some trap to that apartment. Oh, no. He says there's no television. There's no phone. There's no AC. There are a lot of things that you're saving on that you make back in like, killing corrupt people. It's great. <laughs> I mean, all those things I could see someone could decide to live without, but having if he had to carry his bloody shirts... Uh, to a laundromat every day it'd be a bummer <laughs> yeah oh yeah that is a good point he goes through a lot of laundry <laughs> he seems like he knows his way around a washboard you know <laughs> yeah i just get that his feeling. abs oh oh <laughs> he gets stabbed so often the guy knows how to get blood stains out of clothes that yeah, has gotta he be really him. he gets stabbed the whole movie like from <laughs> like the be- from the beginning yeah he's just constantly he's not even a thing the first time it happens he's like oh, i got stabbed again like he's yeah. used to it <laughs> Yeah, it's super yeah. good. Just and knife fights. He's just so unimpressed by knife fights. Right. Whereas that would be the most terrifying thing I'd ever <laughs> witnessed if I was in that bar and he's just like, Yeah, people yep. always trying to stab me. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about uh, questionable movies and books and TV. I'm Alex on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, Alex. Uh, you could stab me, but uh, it won't hurt me because pain don't hurt. You know, the uh, we, we put up the thing asking our fans if they had questions they wanted to ask about the movie they wanted us to discuss. And uh, 10 out of 10 people wanted to discuss the quote, pain don't hurt. <laughs> That's an amazing quote. It's every, everybody wants to know from, well, then what does hurt? to if pain don't hurt what else doesn't work the way you'd expect <laughs> a lot of questions about that tanya uh also joining us today at the tanya best on twitter in brooklyn new york it's tanya smith i am sam elliott's giant tan hand cupping the tanned face of a tiny blonde woman mm. there's just something so weird about that we're like we're dancing we're dancing oh i'm sorry can i just like grab your head for a second <laughs> uh, while we talk about my friend that you're dating yeah, what? that was one of the smoothest uh, handling of I am in love with your new girlfriend, I think. That was yeah. like, they, they came out of that stronger as friends. They really yeah. did. And I like, yeah, <laughs> one of the rare instances where somebody like comes on to someone unexpectedly and I was like, I don't know, if I were her, I'd go for it. <laughs> would you, would you, okay, so right now the game is, I guess it's just date, don't date. You could oh. boff or kill whichever one you needed to, but which one of those two do you pick? Oh, between Swayze and, and Elliot? Yeah, d- assuming that neither is dead in the, the time you're picking. I was going to say, I mean, knowing what I know, <laughs> it seems weird to pick Sam Elliot because that's not going to go great later. Um, no, I think I would have to go with Swayze. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. he's zen? What? Because he's so zen. Oh, because he's so, yes, because he's they're so both zen. They're chilled out bras. They're some chilled out bras. But yeah, but there is, there's something very, yeah, there's something delightfully zen about him. And he has just like such an amiable way with people. I just feel like that would be really fun to be around all the time. Yeah, like his rules one through four are be nice. I mean, he really is. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, I, I respect oh, we'll talk about the rules. Yeah, we will. People all, who are all about being nice. That's it, the best. And we have a very special guest this week, you guys, from The Thermals, who just dropped their new record. It's Mr. Hutch Harris. Yeah. Hey, guys. Congratulations on the record, man. Thank you. What's the best place to go get uh, to get it right now? Do you have a preference? Uh, you get it on iTunes. You know what? I would just say get it from Saddle Creek. Uh, I think it's saddle-creek.com. Saddle-creek.com. The record's yeah. called We Disappear. Yes. Uh, Hutch, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks so, for having me. So this is in your wheelhouse. Definitely. The roadhouse is. Um, have you, uh, are you a, an overarching Swayze fan, or is this a rare bright spot? I like Swayze a lot. You know what I noticed in the credits uh, for Roadhouse, he sings one of the songs, and you know he's what? you know he sang a song on Dirty Dancing. I mean, yeah. I love that. Like, yeah, I if you think like I think there's like uh, like a series of classic Swayze. There's like Ghost, Dirty yeah. Dancing, Roadhouse, and those were all. I was all like in junior high or high school when those came out. So, Perfect uh, yeah, Swayze has been big for me for sure. Uh, well, so this is episode number 335 of the podcast. We have now done as many episodes as the speed in miles per hour of the vehicles on the new Hyperloop test track in Las <laughs> wow. Vegas. Gadzooks. If that ever actually gets made. That's yeah, there, sure. what they're saying at this point. Speaking of things that don't seem possible physically this week, we're talking about Roadhouse, <laughs> the 1989 <1990 laughs> film starring Patrick Swayze's mullet. This was sponsored by Christine from Fayetteville, who says, quote, I graduated from the University of Southern Mississippi in 1994. I think we just about wore out our roadhouse on VHS, which we lovingly referred to as Zen Swayze for reasons that we've just covered. Yeah. If if you could also, I'd like to give out a shout out to my USM Golden Eagles college friends. So what's up, Golden Eagles? Fly. Fly, Ah! Golden Eagles. Ah! That feels like lead balloon. I feel like that would not go well. They yeah. would be like, I'm no, I'm, even my hollow gold bones are too heavy. <laughs> fall out of the sky. Uh, well, thank you for sponsoring, Christine. This is a, a joy. We don't always uh, pick easy sponsorships, but this week we did. Uh, if you want us to watch something that you wore out in college, go to read-sweep.com. Ooh, that sounds gross. Don't do that. Um, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> we're not here for innuendo. We're just here for <laughs> suggestions. Media suggestions, please. Uh, Clean, go, go to readjustweave.com, nice sign up on the mailing list, and you can help sponsor an upcoming episode. Chris. Yes, sir. It's your turn. I need you to sponsor for Or not sponsor. Summarize. <laughs> Chris, what do you, you pay me to watch something. Huh. No. Um, Chris, <laughs> I need you to summarize this movie as if you were a bar owner and you're pitching it as my new career opportunity. Okay, I got this. Uh, Alex, listen, you've been employed in New York for a long time. I know this, uh, but do I have an opportunity for you? I heard about this from a historical documentary I watched called Roadhouse, (laughs) in which Patrick Swayze isn't just a bouncer. He's a quote-unquote cooler. He cools down the situations that are getting too hot. So he is a professional crowd wrangler i guess or, or crowd keeper from violence or i would love I to see what his tax is like how they actually describe his job <laughs> yeah oh it's great he's in the he's in the bar and restaurant business i guess yeah. uh, but he is arguably top two at being a bar bouncer in the entire country and uh he's so famous everyone knows his name <laughs> yeah this is the he's bouncer super famous yeah everybody knows everybody knows who wade dalton is um and so he's he's the best uh but he gets uh recruited to go help this beleaguered bar owner uh outside of kansas city to help uh cool down the bar called the double dukes and it is a rough 
place. Let me tell you, the band double is playing deuce? behind. Yeah, double it, deuce. Pl- double deuce. I thought it was deuce. I, no, no, no. Some, uh, someone called it double douche at some point. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. Well, Sam Elliott can never really say words. That's <laughs> that's just a thing. Uh, but I thought it was the double dukes. Okay, it's, it's the double deuce. Double yeah. deuce. Okay, never mind. Yeah, double deuce. Double deuce. Uh, doesn't really matter the name of it because uh, he gets hired to clean the place right up. It is. It's a. It's a dive. It is basically just a a bar brawl all night every <laughs> night. The band is playing behind bulletproof glass, with, like reinforced with uh, chicken wire. Um, they have a great band though. It's it's this blind guy and and his backup band and the blind guy sits and plays guitar in his lap. Yeah, it's Jeff like Healy it. band. Yeah. Oh, that's so. This is a real band just playing. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Healy yeah. is a real person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I had not heard of the person, but I, that's his actual band playing actual tunes. He actually plays. I, I believe. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of covers too, but, but yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that because I always watch whenever there's a musician in a, in a movie. I watch the way his left hand plays guitar because I was. I just saw the new uh, Hank Williams uh, biopic, and oh, he yeah. plays a C chord the whole movie. Like he never moves his left <laughs> right. hand the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this, this is a pet peeve like of mine as well. He, he could actually play, except for the one time where he stopped playing to talk and the song kept going. But other than that, it was yep. mostly like seemed like they were actually playing some real music. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's great. It's it's sort of a, a rowdy down home bar, but seriously, everybody's fighting, and the bouncers aren't really good at their jobs. The bartenders are skimming the till. Like everything, there's drug deals drugs, going on. Yeah. yeah, everything that could be going wrong in a bar is going wrong. So Swayze, for a five thousand dollar cash advance and five hundred dollars a night, comes in to cool the situation down. And man, is he one cool customer. See, Swayze, he has a very chill, professional, zen-like approach to things, right? He has three simple rules, Alex. (laughs) He says, first, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Second, always take it outside. There's a conflict, don't let it happen at the bar. Take it outside so it doesn't disturb everybody else. Makes sense. Third, be nice, even if they're insulting you. Be nice. Even if they try to hit you, be nice. This is just your job. They're not insulting, like, they're not actually insulting you. They're upset at the situation. All right? And so just try to be nice whenever you can. And he'll tell you when not to be nice. If you if you want to not be nice, look to Swayze first. Swayze will give you the nod or not. He's okay, can, wait, can I just say, like, the very next scene after this speech, he breaks a table with a guy's face. <laughs> oh, for sure. He, but enough. nicely. He, yeah, right he only away. Resorts to, he only resorts to whoop ass when it's absolutely necessary. And it's and always say, necessary. Like, escort this guy outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also, do, like, later on when he's shooting people, it feels like uh, maybe he didn't necessarily try to be nice first no yeah it wasn't this is you stabbed my friend it wasn't personal he it was business but no he just forgets the rules shoots everybody in the city yeah this reminds me of the rock in whatever movie it is when he's in the jungle trying to get the gold stuff oh Oh, yeah jungle yeah Yeah. oh god i didn't realize that's what it was called (laughs) where he's like i don't shoot guns i don't mess with guns no guns no guns no guns and then and then by the end of the movie he's just yeah rambo exactly where yeah patrick swiss is like no one wins in a fight and then he gets in every fight he does (laughs) they really do a lot of setup to be like okay so now if swayze does anything it means he really really means it 
Yeah, I guess <laughs> we that's just what got it a is. tweet during this recording that says pain don't hurt. Yep. I love it. <laughs> yeah, tw- <laughs> Hutch tweeted out uh, to open the game up to his followers on Twitter, which I appreciate, Hutch. <laughs> yeah, totally first, first tweet, pain don't hurt. That is what people know about Roadhouse. <laughs> of course, of people course. know this about Roadhouse. I'm yeah. surprised a lot of people weren't just like, this is the best for yeah. the first 75% <laughs> of the movie. But, uh, you know, so the first thing that Swayze does is he plays mini HR department. He has carte blanche from the owner to fire whoever. So he fires the angry bouncer. He fires the drug dealing bouncer. He fires the waitress who's dealing drugs. He fires the bouncer who is letting in underage girls on the side and having sex with them during his break. I mean, he he gets rid of most of the bad element at the double deuce. Uh, And he's like super duper good at it. He is. He is very especially in the first half of the movie, incredibly competent at his job of running a bar and, and making sure and that he, things he are He makes great decisions. He's like, you are stealing from me. You can't do that. You are selling yep. drugs. We sell beer. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> he, was very, <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, these are all like, pretty good business decisions. I would hire this guy. Yeah, absolutely. The, the thing that he wasn't aware of at the time is that this town is mobbed up oh yeah so well, there is yes well, not, it's something dumb the there's a lot of it's, corruption it's just one white dude is the corruption oh, wait but chris i i want you to remember the style in which you're recapping and yeah. explain this in like a nice like polite like here's your job offer by the way there's some things you should know about yeah, our little there, town there, there is a little complication Asterisk. in jasper missouri <laughs> uh the town is run by the jasper uh, improvement society which is really just run by one guy and he and his goons tend to take a cut of all the local businesses yeah there's a uh, protection scheme going on in town as somebody working in a bar you should know his he and his family run the liquor distribution business so even though the bar owner could fire the bartender that's his uncle who runs all the liquor in the town so uh you know that that might be a problem and it does turn out to be a problem in this case uh you know there are a lot of fights that are started uh, as Patrick Swayze continues to assert himself as a force of moral upstanding uh, alcohol purveying, I guess. Uh, more and more shit I am a little curious about the clientele of this bar because every night within a couple hours turns into everyone getting punched or stabbed and all the bar, like the tables are ruined and... Well, no, no, no. That was at the beginning and near the end, but in the middle, the bar is just like continually getting nicer. They get a neon sign. Yeah, Their yeah, crew yeah, is like, now wearing sharp polo shirts, which at 1989 was a very sharp look. Who? But uh, who were the people who were going before? Like, if you stab everybody who buys from you one day, you just won't have a long business. So well, right. Who are the people who used to like this place for the stabbing and now are there for the polo shirts? No, no, no. It's a completely different clientele. But like, I think yeah, all the stabbers. He's real good at that. This town contains multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many people. It takes me a while to hear about a new bar or the idea like there's a cool bar that used to be a shitty bar that yes. got bar rescued into a new bar. Like, I'm not going to go today. Like, and if you go today and get stabbed, you're not going to go tomorrow. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> it's going to be months before I give a second <laughs> shot. And the weird thing is, it's not as though they have suddenly have a huge different like act that you're going there for. It's the same band that has been playing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly like not even taking breaks. He's there the whole time. Yeah. Just constantly playing one long set for his whole career. So as the bar improves, Brad Wesley, the guy who runs the town and lives across the river, literally, from where Patrick Swayze is staying... Uh, and he has a helicopter, he has this mansion, it's crazy. His naked uh, pool he parties. continues to get more and more pissed off uh, and make uh, Swayze's life harder and harder. So Swayze calls in his old mentor, Sam Elliott, Wade Garrett. And Garrett, he's the best. He's getting a little older, but everybody knows that Swayze really is the number two at cooling to So uh, if you Sam thought Elliott. Swayze was cooler, 
that yeah. means Sam Elliott is the coolest. He is the coolest. He is the Iceman. <laughs> and so they both hit on the same lady doctor that, uh, <laughs> doctor girlfriend that Swayze is seeing. Yeah. And Sam Elliott uh, helps diffuse a couple situations, really just helps punch out a few situations. Yeah, uh, Sam it Elliott just, doesn't it really. Turns, it turns from being about the bar into just being one long brawl between the goons and, and then the bar people, but like played out over a month. But yeah. it's just one constant ball. Yeah, we do see a lot of brawling, and Swayze really holds his own. He does like some tai chi. He does some karate. He, uh, you know, he looks great. He's usually sweaty, uh, hard to grapple. You know, he, <laughs> he's he not through. sweaty. He's gleaming. <laughs> he's glowing. That's it's still true. hard to grapple. You can't g- grapple someone who's gleaming. It's, yeah, it's know. a slick surface. His fourth rule. <laughs> yeah, but Swayze had been making friends with the auto parts store owner down the street because Swayze, he keeps getting his tires slashed and stuff. Uh, so he buys this beater car and he's always changing the tires and, and doing stuff and changing the windshield. Uh, so he's, he's friends with the auto parts guy. Auto parts guy doesn't really like this Jasper Preservation Society or Improvement Society and is reluctant to pay the 10% cut. Well, they blow up the auto parts store one night and that really tees Swayze off. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was one uh, thing it starts it's blowing up his favorite auto parts store yeah uh, that, well it was full of gasoline it was a very big explosion and he, he well he was a big fan of that store because he had to go there every three days because they just kept people kept destroying his car <laughs> yeah he's like now i have to go to somewhere else kansas city <laughs> for my yeah, where am I gonna get my new windshield because someone put a stop sign through it <laughs> totally yeah uh so he gets real teed off and there's a chain of events at which uh well sam elliott unfortunately does get killed uh that's no good yeah. so swayze stabbed. Him, yeah stabbed uh so swayze takes that knife and then stabs pretty much every agoon that uh, that bradley has he, and he then goes, goes hunting yeah he goes a hunting and he beats up or kills basically all the goons and he beats up wesley uh but just as he's about to kill him because oh man he uh Swayze can rip out dudes' throats. That's yeah. just a superpower he <laughs> has. Just a power that we, we haven't mentioned yet. As rant. Yeah, sorry. Real quick uh, so, at throat pulling out. Yeah, so he does the fingers. throat pulling out with the main badass goon of, of uh, Bradley. Uh, but, and he's going to pull out Bradley's throat, main bad guy, who's been making his life out the whole time. But then he's like, ah, nah, I shouldn't. And then Bradley just gets shot by all the town people because they realize that they hate this thing too. And someone gets crushed by a polar bear. The end. Yeah, the big guy <laughs> yeah. gets cru- gets crushed by a polar bear. Not crushed. She just like falls. It, it lands pins on him. him. Yeah, it pins him. Because then he crawls out from under it and is like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it like hits him so hard that he's knocked out for the rest of the fight, and then he wakes up as soon as it's over and is fine. Exactly. Well, Swayze wonderful. tells him you're made for each other too. <laughs> when the bear <laughs> falls good. on him. Yeah, he has like a weird Batman moment where he's like, ha ha, quip. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it all turns out so well for Dalton. He he gets to kill everybody he wanted to kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, his friend did die, which isn't great, but he does get a naked doctor girlfriend that he gets to go skinny dipping with at the end of the movie. Yeah, they and, go skinny dipping to celebrate the murder, and she was mad at him for murdering people, and then he murdered like 10 more, and then she was like, that's fine. Well, he turned into the skid, is what he did. It's true. Yeah, he decided to shoot the moon. He was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got, I got this one murder under my belt. Maybe if I kill everybody, I get more points. Well, she was a caring uh, lady. She, she really liked Swayze. She feared for his safety, I think, with all the violence. But then once he had killed everyone who could possibly be killed, there's no threat of violence anymore. You just I, get to go swimming. That's a good point. I'd, maybe it was like, now you've killed everyone who makes you into a bad person. You'll be a good person for me. Yeah. I feel so, like it's still you know, a dating it, red flag. You don't think well, that? Uh, you know, it's a little different. Uh, I think they just do things differently in Jasper. But it it 
unambiguously turns out well for Dalton in the end. And Alex, that's why I'd really like you to accept this job, making my bar a better place. <laughs> that was a good summary, Chris. I still have some questions. And so we're going to have, uh, Hutch, since you've seen this uh, enough times, since you, you are the, the one of us who owned this on physical media, we're going to make you in charge of the game. Claire Ezra explains it all. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, the three of us are going to pepper you with questions. And you are going to explain things about the movie. Doesn't have to be totally accurate, okay. uh, so long as it's not slow. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? The key sure. here is just uh, confidence. This is one of those like socialized Easy. confidence moments. So uh, I'll start. Uh, Hutch, how does one become a famous bouncer? You know, you just got to get in the scene. You got to get in young. You just got to know the right people. <laughs> it's like any scene. I mean, you, you work talk about your confidence. Way up? Uh, you do, you know, it's like, uh, you know, how, like, can you take a knife, to, you know, to the chest or any part of the body? Like, sure. wow. does it bother you? Like, <laughs> that is a really intense litmus test. You've got to just take a knife. how good are you at administering your own stitches, right? Oh, right, man. Right. Self-surgery is the baddest ass move. Uh, and, yeah. and then just because that wasn't cool enough. The doctor compliments on him on the like the cleanness of his stitches. He did a very nice job. Yeah, he's a tidy man. Yeah, it's very tidy. Hutch, do you, does being big help you be a good bouncer, or is it not big? Because everybody's really surprised that Swayze is so small. But they Sam are all isn't. surprised. Yeah, I feel like maybe when they wrote the first draft of the script, they were hoping to have a big guy play the role. But Swayze's yeah, five like ten. He's compact. He's, he's tight, yeah. but he's not big. You know, so he's he also go... not tiny. No, like five ten is not short. No, well, maybe for a bouncer. But for a bouncer, does does size help, Hutch? It does. You know, when you're a smaller guy, there's just more to prove. But you know, that's just an op- another great opportunity for you to prove yourself, and that's what being a cooler is all about. It made him want it more. Yeah. I, it's, and it's more, imp- you know, it's more impressive. Uh, sure. When you're smaller. Okay. So, Hutch, let's say you're a bouncer working in a bar. Are you allowed to drink on the job? Uh, no, you're not. And you will. Uh, there will be stiff penalties for anyone caught drinking or having sex in like a closet. <laughs> it turns out, yeah, he's against you having sex in the food refrigerator. And, and, and the guy was on his break too. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. Like, it's keep taking it. Keep yeah. taking that break. You're taking that break forever now. Uh, that I I wondered about that. If you were an empl- I mean, if you were an employer. Uh, I don't know. Maybe right? Like, it's on break. What are you? Wh- You're who, having who are you sex to- with a patron during your shift. Is no, really what it comes down during to. your break. Yeah, yeah, but you're still technically at right work. next to the frozen jalapeno. I mean, pie. out of all the indiscretions going on, like selling drugs or like skimming from the till, that's one of you know having sex in the you know. I think that's one of the lesser. Uh, I think if it hadn't been in the food room, if it was like he was having sex in like the music closet where all the extra drums even are stored, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, or like out in his car, like not on the premises. I think oh, that would have yeah. been yeah, yeah, that would have made take more it sense. outside. That's you know that's <laughs> one of the rules. Take, take it, it outside. outside. Be nice. Be <laughs> nice. <laughs> that includes your floozy. Right. Speaking I, of floozies, I have a question. Go for it. I'm wondering what the conversation is like when you're a wealthy, lecherous old dude and you have this like hot young lady with you and you bring her to a bar and then you tell the band to start playing a song and then you say to her, you can dance. How does she know that's supposed to be a burlesque routine? <laughs> I mean, just it's just important to make her feel uncomfortable and, uh, you know, objectified, really. It doesn't, it's less about the dance and just, but, you know, just asserting your power. How does she elect to, like, remove all of her clothes and, like, just go to town? Like, I just don't understand how she, like, 
knew that that was what was being requested of her? I I thought she asked if she could dance at first. Am I wrong about that? Well, he said he he was like, "Come on, honey, you can dance." Oh, and okay. she was like, oh, having, "Okay," and like goes up on stage like that's a normal yeah. thing to do. And Hutch, how did the blind band leader know and adjust the staging so that she had the majority oh. of the stage? <laughs> yeah, that uh, is a good you know, question. It's just happened so many times. Yeah, <laughs> he's used to it. The first couple of times were awkward, you know, and then yeah. he got used to the it. The basis really got in the way. You don't need your eyesight to know that someone is going to get naked on your stage right now. No, right? I mean this. <laughs> It's one of the times he is really cursing God for, you know, being blind because he did learn how to play guitar, but he still can't see when a woman's dancing naked on stage. That's, yeah, that's too bad. He'd have to ask her, like, could you also describe this for me while you're doing it so I can enjoy as much? Or maybe the guy, maybe the woman who's like selling her breasts for like twenty dollars a feel. Remember that scene? Like maybe oh, the blind guy. Yeah, that's a that was gnarly. That scene. this movie is not a celebration of women. It's not. It, no, it really it it is not. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, that. Although so, the the wait the the feeling one was weird because it was apparently feels were free, kissing them were ten dollars. Oh right, yeah. Well, which I don't know. It seems like maybe the prices are should be reversed. Nothing should be free in that in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah well, nothing. Yes. Uh, the, I mean, or really being, nothing should be being bought. Yes. Yeah, there's a, the, no. the marketing of this is a little suspect. Like, why are we? How did this become a, an exchange? Yeah, yeah. and why so, is that a business that's allowed to take place? Yeah. Sure. Woof. Uh, so I have a, I have another question for you, Hutch. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, people switching cars or uh, you know going going into and out of cars. Like Swayze at first has a Mercedes Benz that he's driving around. He trades it for a beater car. Sam Elliott uh, is riding a motorcycle that we never see again after he rides up on it. Where are people storing their cars, and how are they getting them to and from the places that they're going? For instance, <sighs> like how does Swayze get his car driven back somewhere else in this movie? I, one of you know one of the unspoken rules of you know being a cooler at such a you know prestigious joint is that you do have a driver and uh, you know we didn't see these guys but yeah you you have a driver oh they're just town valets is what right. you're saying right but only the cooler or ex coolers uh, get these it's guys it's one of his he has a long rider and it includes a lot of demands and one of them right. is a driver who hides all the time <laughs> he must constantly be hiding yeah that's the last rule he doesn't talk about is always hide your driver yeah. <laughs> alright actually oh, ask a oh, question wait. about rules can I transition oh yeah that? go for it rule number one is to expect the unexpected I think or one, one of the rules yes, is to expect the unexpected that's right, that's right. what then what does that mean what do you expect like how do you if i didn't ex- it just it feels like I, I wouldn't know how to do that can you give me a practical version of that rule of expecting the unexpected it's usually a knife <laughs> sticking into a part of your body that's that's always what it is yeah, that's the, the, the expected and the unexpected are both always a knife <laughs> so really the the rewriting of that could be rule number one expect to be stabbed yes yeah that helps. Expect, expect to not be stabbed but not for too long like expect to not be stabbed for a very short amount of time and then expect to be stabbed yes or smashed <laughs> Or knifed another some other way. Right. Yeah. What were you going to say, Tanya? It sounded like you had one more. Oh, yeah. No, I had a question about the um, the big fight that Swayze has with the, the bad man on the motorcycle. 
and how like one of his parting shots to Swayze before he gets his throat ripped out is I used to fuck guys like you in yes, prison. Right. Which like why was that when he felt like it was in t- it was time to bring that up? It was an interesting and, like, time to come out to him. Uh, yeah, yes. it was a weird time, and also to be like, yeah, you're my type in prison. Like, what does that mean yeah, in like, the context of a fight? Yeah, and was I, it a brag? Yeah. I really wish that after Swayze killed him, he he would have said, "You'll be fucking guys in hell now." <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't quite. Yeah, he still wasn't into killing heaven. a bunch of people yet. You'll or be heaven. fucking guys in heaven now. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's a little or, nicer. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, or maybe you know while they're still deciding stuff, you'll be getting hand jobs in pur- purgatory. It's just there'll be oh, options. Man, I just yeah. yeah, I just wasn't sure what the point of that was it's at all. Really strange. Yeah. Very strange, strange, strange aside. So, uh, speak. Go H- ahead, Hutch. Why, if you're, let's say that you are the doctor, why do you get back? We started talking about this earlier, but why do you get back with uh, with Stabby Mick shooting everybody? You know, yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> she's a complex woman. You know, she's very complex. Well, so maybe this is a better question then. How do you, uh, uh, if you're in that relationship and you guys get in a fight, do you bring that up or not? Does that is that like? You never liked my parents. You stabbed everybody in the town and got away with it. Like, do you use that? I, you know, I think it's best just to let bygones be bygones. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just let it go. They Come were, on. They went skinny dipping, wiped the slate clean. Yeah, yeah it's like blood under get the bridge. Into that again. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's part of his demons. You know, that's that's something that, you know, you, you allude to vaguely and then you put your foreheads together and then you have unprotected sex against a, br- against a brick wall. That's what you do. Right. Yeah. That, and yeah, hope your exactly. stitches don't rip out. Yeah. Oh, man. You get to be on bottom if you still got stitches, right? I think you deserve that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially when you're having sex on like a shingled roof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, like an overhang. Oh, man, that was yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah, that was that was dicey. Also very noisy. Emmett is aware of their every move. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett can hear and see everything. Yeah, He's just down the road. Around. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's watching that. Well, and legitimately, the uh, creepy mob boss is watching through binoculars. Yeah, he is. He's With such a cigar. A, he's such a snidely whiplash character. Yeah. He has no external motivations besides this town made me rich, and I want to be richer. And he, well, when he's looking through the the binoculars at the sex too, he's thinking like, "I'm supposed to be getting ten percent of this sex." Hmm, <laughs> that's a nice sex on a roof. Would be shame if something happened to it. <laughs> that's just gonna explode later. <laughs> So, of course, I thought it was empty, but somebody was in there, and he wasn't using it for its intended purpose. That's crazy. What was he doing? Floop. Oh, I'll just have to finish this story later. We've got a new meat buddy. Hi there. I'm Jorge Torres. Thanks for becoming a meat buddy, Jorge. As the mayor of Meatburg, I officially give you the superpower. Uh, you have reached the end of this database. Wait, what? Oh, no. I was always afraid this day would come. What happened? I blacked out there. What power did I give you, Jorge? Uh, you didn't. Mayor Meatbot, I hate to tell you this, but it appears we've run out of super cool superpowers for for our new meat buddies. We're out of the database. Oh, uh, that's fine. If You can just give me my dollar back. Uh, No no refunds. refunds. What I meant to say was don't worry about the superpower. No, No. 
we will get you a superpower or die trying. Or, or try dying. Or, or do some tie dying. You, you like any maniac too? Jinx. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You owe me a coke. Why a coke? You, don't you do like not coke. even like coke. Wow, we're soulmates. I said jinx. Y- y- you know what? You-, you keep the dollar and you can just leave me alone. No way, Jorge. There's only one thing to be done. It's off to the Meatberg Public Library. Wow, it's really dark down here. This is the forbidden basement of the Meatburg Public Library. Sometimes I call it the pubic library because I'm cute. Huh. This is where we keep all the secret knowledge of Meatburg. We've got accounts on what really happened during the Meatburg witch trials. There's the, uh, oh, there's the book that's got all of our accounting for the secret Nazi gold. And of course, all our high school yearbooks with our ugly senior photos. Hey, wait, what was that middle one? Nothing. We were strictly neutral. Still jinx. The complete book of obscure superpowers right here. This is the one we need. (laughs) (laughs) That is really dusty. (laughs) Sorry, I was just overacting. (laughs) Um... I have no lungs. Yeah, it's got every possible power. It's written down in this here book. We've uh, we've only transferred the good ones into our new database in Mayor Meatbox Memory Banks. So now that we're out, we have to dip back into the hardcover. Gosh, you guys, I don't really need this. Oh, it's yes, okay. you do. That's why we have a pubic library in the first place. Let me see. Powers that superheroes have. Powers that involve food. Powers over nature and the known universe. Here it is. Powers that aren't very helpful. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm just going to sit over here reading the book about secret Nazi gold hidden throughout Meatburg. You just let me know when you pick. No, no such, such book exists! exists. Uh, let's just pick up a power and uh, get you out of here, I think. It's a good idea. This basement's giving me the creepy weebies. Some good stuff is in here. Never sneezes more than once at a time. Always knows what kind of food he is in the mood to eat. Oh, these seem fun. Nothing itches. Uh, hair always looks pretty good in photos. Doesn't prune while bathing. Nothing seems right for Jorge just yet. Yeah, let's keep looking. How about shoes do not get scuffed? Ooh, always buys milk before it runs out? Never picks a bad movie on Netflix or Hulu. Except when he's in the mood for a bad movie. That's a neat power. Wow, Meatberg was in some deep shit. Quiet! Uh, feet never get cold? Always picks the way to get to work that has the least traffic. Ooh, good elevator timing. And then again during the Iraq... <laughs> Sorry. And then again during the Iraq War... What the shit, you guys? I think it has been decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Jorge, your power is you know too much about the history of things. Yeah, and it ruins your friends' ability to have a good time. Congratulations. I don't like this power. Nobody does. But somebody has to have it. Well, goodbye forever. What? Now that you have this knowledge, you cannot leave the pubic library. (laughs) This is a really dark ad for Meat Buddies. Yep. Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies to donate to the show. You might even learn some things about it you don't want to know. Seriously, why is this so dark? Well, now you know one of our darkest secrets. Yeah, sometimes we write these ads two minutes before we record so we don't have time to revise. You are the product of a first draft that never should have made it to the show. Thanks, Thanks for, for donating. donating. Jinx. Jinx. One, One, two, two ten. ten. You, you can, can keep, keep your, your coke. Me buddies, 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 me buddies. Now it's time for the game of top five. Top five. Top five. So we have uh, five questions from our listeners, and uh, including one that I've added just now from uh, from Hutch's tweet. So thanks for adding people to it. Uh, it's been fun watching them roll in with people saying that pain don't hurt. Everybody, <laughs> right. everybody wants to contribute to that. Um, but let's start first from uh, at the Diner Man. 
uh, who had tons of questions. But let's start with this one. What branch of philosophy did Dalton study? So this is for the group. This is not just you, Hutch, on, on, on point now. He but anybody... said that he mainly was focusing on man's search for faith. In Wait, shit. Yeah. Yeah, man search for faith, that sort of shit. Yeah. He was yeah. trying to downplay it because of the beautiful lady doctor. Man, I was so into the movie at this point. <laughs> oh, so I, good. I did like that, that he was like not bragging about having studied philosophy because no one's... No, impressed. I related to that a lot. I said that describes my, my entire music career. That quote. Aww. Yeah. Uh, are you, are you, have you found faith in shit yet? Yeah, you know, we're like working on it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I feel like he's a dabbler because he's also he's doing some sort of fast paced tai, tai Chi out on the lawn that he never talks to anyone about. He's yeah. just he got a, he's super got a hot lot of doing it. He looks super hot doing the Tai Chi. And I was right? worried about oh. his stitches. I, yeah. You have to treat stitches very gently. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's living on the edge. All right. So this comes from uh, Bill on Facebook. Uh, tell me, if I owned a bar and wanted you to clean it up, how much would it take to get you to come work for me? So how? What would it? So let's say he was getting five grand up front and a hundred or five hundred dollars. Five hundred and nine. Five hundred nine. Five hundred and nine. Which is yeah. a this is eighty nine dollars. So it's probably about double right now. So ten grand to start, a thousand dollars a day. It's pretty good money. Would you get stabbed and break up fights for for that kind of money? Getting stabbed? I know what medical expenses are included. Yes. Oh yeah, that's important. <laughs> medical expenses are included. Yeah, they cover medical. That's but ooh, I don't know if I want to get stabbed most nights for a thousand dollars a night. I would get stabbed once a year, maybe for that, but definitely yeah. not every night. I'm wondering what am I just me in this scenario? Yeah, yeah you're just, just you. Okay. What? But you know, you're also I would interpret cooler. <laughs> I would take that list price, and I would just assume that when they say clean up the bar, they mean literally like fix up the bar so like, you're just like on your hands and knees with some lemon pledge yeah yeah i'm like i'm spackling shit i'm repainting walls oh, i'm mopping doing a lot of great. mopping yeah because at one point okay so in the early like when he first makes this pitch to swayze to come work at this bar he's like we've been sweeping up eyeballs every night and i was like that is the wrong methodology for cleaning an eyeball off your floor <laughs> like sweeping that's gonna leave a yeah, mark right. yeah you need a mop at least a, if a, not like a, some sort of like a shop vac a wet a shop vac, vac. Yeah. a shop a vac followed vac, yeah. by a swiffer followed by like some crying and then like you know your Those... party banter for like two weeks is like did you know what a human eye actually looks like <laughs> I think you could sweep the bulk of it and then you need like a wet wet swiffer. Yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't want an eyeball swept and then not dealt with further. Like I I really want that surface to be treated in some other way. Maybe they wait for them to dry first and then just sweep oh. them up. <laughs> just the rattle along into the right. dust. Like or a pooper scooper thing, like just a little uh, oh. just going around cl- collecting eyeballs. Why are so many eyeballs coming out? That Ugh. I mean yeah, I expected more people to lose their eyeballs <laughs> based on this description. Maybe they have a glass eye heavy clientele and it's just uh, the glass eyes getting knocked out. Oh, yeah, because from... you could sweep those oh. for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, I I think that if you were to clean up for $1,000 a night and it was just like being a like not like a janitorial service, even with eyeballs I would be there. a Zen janitor in like less than the drop of a hat. Like the hat <laughs> wouldn't even hit the floor and I'd be like, I am your Zen janitor. <laughs> I think probably the location matters to me more than it seemed to to him. You know, that's why mm-hmm. he could get that that luxe apartment for only a hundred dollars a night is because it's not a big town, not a lot going on. No, but no, you're there but for like you know you're there a for summer. a month or two or summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, really? I would do this no, for a summer. I think this is yeah. just like bar rescue, where as soon as he leaves, that place falls to shit again. 
<laughs> but that's not his problem. Right. Well, but yeah. I mean, you got to hire you got to hire him as an employee or as an actual manager. Oh. I guess that makes more sense where the bar could afford to pay him as if it was only for a short time. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to be here that long. Also, you, gotta hi- you should hire like a food consultant. You should bring in other people. The decor did not look nice. I didn't like those polos or that neon sign. I thought it looked real corny. Well, it was 1989. Yeah, but Sam Elliott looked good. Why can't everything look good? Not everything can be as special as Sam Elliott, Alex. Yep. You have to, you have to, you have to fix one element, and then all the other things will come with it. It's like pulling a thread. All right. So this next question comes from everybody. Since pain don't hurt, what other things in this world do not have normal consequences? Is water? Well, we not know wet? that dog won't don't hunt. We know that from Sam Elliott. Oh yeah, love it, love it. Story. Yeah, yeah. If only Sam Elliott can make that line work, right? Oh my exactly. god. Yeah. I would. I think. Is there is there an app where Sam Elliott tells you old colloquialisms? I'm <laughs> <laughs> into that. Um, the wise cowboy soundboard. I got worried when he said pain don't hurt that maybe he had that disease where you don't feel any pain and you just don't live very long. Okay, uh. clearly I've been watching too much Shonda Rhimes because I immediately assumed that he had some sort of narcotics addiction that meant that he couldn't take pain medication because he would get re addicted. Oh, yeah. That was my imme- that was the cool. first thing I thought. I was like, what were you a heroin addict? What happened? Yeah, because she she offers him a local anesthetic and he says no thanks, which is uh, just so unnecessarily badass. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm making thorough and steady eye contact with anyone who's seen private practice right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, don't worry. I know <laughs> this is for other people out there in podcast land i uh bill also on facebook suggested that maybe sugar don't sweeten or will don't wheaten but i think that's just bill <laughs> i think that was just too easy so if pain doesn't hurt this is what tim wants to know what does i think knives hurt no i think he mostly was like he repeatedly got slashed and and like kept fighting yeah what but about, that showed up yeah. oh yeah good point a polar uh, bear falling on you? Does that hurt? Well, a taxidermied seemed, bear? It seemed like it mostly just inconvenienced him. Yeah, it, just put him to sleep. You know, yeah. yeah. He seemed I fine. Think the, I think the real answer is that one time you killed someone unexpectedly right. that you don't talk to many people about. I think that first kill really hurts. First yeah. kills hurt. First uh, kill. Injustice. <laughs> systemic injustice hurts, I think. I think it's yeah. funny. It's like it's sort of like the, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. He was like, the way to get over this murder is if I kill everybody else. <laughs> Let me add 11 murders to this first murder, and then I'll feel really a lot better about it, and I won't have to punch as many things. <laughs> I, maybe, I mean, does love hurt? He seems like everyone just falls in love with him and stays around forever. Does they that have an uncomfortable chemistry, him and that lady doctor. I, is uh, it uncomfortable? Yeah, what parts? What's is uncomfortable, what? Chris? Do you just not... Are you uncomfortable around true love? Oh, they just seemed they just seemed really <laughs> awkward around each other. Yeah, their first couple of kisses are not ideal. Well, they're sort of <laughs> opposites, you know. She fixes wounds, he makes them. That's well, those he are fixes not... them too. Oh yeah, he yeah. just fixes his own. He never helps he fixes anyone else. His own. Yeah, you know, and he's so broody. So here's you a, never know what he's going to do. Here's the other, another question I wanted to ask you guys. This is just for me. Uh, Roger Ebert's uh, review of this movie included the quote, I hesitate to recommend it because so much depends on ironic vision of the viewer. Do you guys think that is true? And do you believe, as a sub-question, that things could be good with ironic vision that are not good without them? Or do you think you just you love it or don't love it? I think this movie really does like it it's better I think with the time gap between when it came out and now like I don't know for me just watching it there's like you kind of can be meta about it like yeah Patrick Swayze is this type and he's really cool as this type he's not that effective 
and he sure does kill a lot for a guy not into killing and there is this sort of irony there but i mean that's the world we live in right now you know even batman kills people who don't deserve it so i hear yeah it's just killing it's fine now yeah but i I do i think that there is you you do need to have the capacity to just full-on embrace a world in which bouncers are legendary yes like that has never been the case that's not something that like the 80s or 90s can like excuse like that's just silliness and if you are willing to get on that bandwagon, then th- I think this movie does have some fun to offer. I, yeah. That's why I think that's why when I as, when I realized it was a western, it changed for me from maybe an ironic enjoyment to a genuine like I think this is actually a very cool, interesting movie because that's the classic like the sheriff is famous in other towns. You know, that's the classic. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Or like this cowboy is known throughout the land. Yeah, he cleans yeah. up. He cleans up business. I mean, Tombstone starts with. A retired sheriff cleaning up a bar, you know, making that saloon make money again. And Gosh, mm-hmm. that's that's such a fun movie, too. I know. It's so good. And Sam Elliott is there, which makes it a Western. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how you can yeah. tell if you're in a Western. Hutch, do you do you like this movie ironically or not ironically? Or, or how did you view it? And You know, I actually liked it less watching it this time. This is probably oh. the third time I saw it. And I don't know. I mean... I think the Roger Ebert's quote, the quote is interesting because usually, like, when we're, like, viewing something ironically, it's after, like, 10 or 20 years. So to think about it coming out and people, you know, like, like the to think about it viewing it ironically right when it came out is kind of is kind of weird to me yeah that's fascinating that he thought that people were doing that that people could just right. immediately be like oh camp fest let's enjoy it today right uh, that feels like almost like stakes on a plane where it's like we're, we're shooting for this and then it doesn't quite work do you yeah. think they were at all i don't know i don't yeah it's know. hard to tell what was someone like unless they thought it was a western what was someone thinking when they were like i want to make a movie about the best bouncer yeah right i just well, i'm super curious about that i kind of feel like that's that contributes to its failure as like a successful piece of entertainment because it 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 is working while he is just cleaning up this bar and like running into weird snags along the way. It stops working when it becomes this like large scale battle for like the economic future of this town. Totally. Like that doesn't really make sense or hold water. And it feels like the movie taking itself too seriously. Yeah. And this which endings is like, are hard. Yeah, endings <laughs> are hard. And this one, like this one, I feel like sails along pretty well as like kind of hilarious and ridiculous until it takes this turn where everything is supposed to be super serious and the stakes change and now everyone has to die. Like, yeah, that is a it's a really weird tonal shift. Yeah. I, I do think, though, that this is kind of like what we were talking about last week with uh, competence porn. People just like watching people be great at their jobs. Yes, It really I agree. is fun. I yeah, loved it. it I is. loved watch, like, watching him fire somebody for uh, selling drugs at, or for having sex in the cooler. Like, a lot of... A lot of that was just like, yeah, good job, boss. Way to be a good yeah, boss. and he's wearing a serious man black mock turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just like a slab of wood. Like, he just... And I love the way he fires people, and then just, like, makes eye contact with them. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. I fired you. Yeah. Like, it's just so great. There's something so rewarding about I that. I feel like I've never had to fire anybody, and if I did, it would be much more like the Howard Stern movie where he fires the guy and then goes throw- and throws up at home. Uh, yeah. I would not be able to just stare at you and be like, no, I'm better at this than you, and you're, no, you're ruining my bar. I'm pretty sure it would turn into them accidentally firing me. Like, I don't <laughs> think that I would actually be able to go through with it properly. You, you know what? You stay. I'm going to go. This is your, you your know, place. I, I clearly contributed to the situation in which I would have to fire you, so I think I should see myself out. <laughs> Chris, have you, you fired people, haven't you? I have. Yeah, it's it's not fun. It's, it's, it's a lot more like that Howard Stern thing. Yeah. yeah. Hutch, yeah. have you ever had to fire anybody? I have not. Well, no, I, yeah, I have. 
Oh. <laughs> I, I've had to fire like band members. Oh, is it the most How? awkward? Sucks. Yeah, because it's like firing someone and breaking up with them at the same time. Man. Oh, no. it's, it's like professionally, horrible. personally, all of it. Oh, yeah, man. it's horrible. Actually, yeah, the more, yeah, there have been a lot of people. I've had to fire like booking agents and. Yeah, okay, so you got a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, actually, the more I think about it, yeah, not proud, but yes, yeah, I have. I feel like booking agents maybe would be an easier one. Like they'd be able to handle it that you're like, I'm going to go with an alternate vendor as opposed to like. A bandmate right. where it's like, I don't like the way you play that instrument. Well, it's like, it's always like, well, it's not personal, it's business, but it's always personal. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's always, <laughs> taken, it's always taken personally, I that's mean. It's such a classic uh, answer to something, which is like, well, but where I work also matters to me as a person. So this... Yeah. Right. Just, you saying that doesn't make me not care that I got fired today. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, oh, do you think those people who were like busy selling drugs or taken from the till or just being violent assholes they go home and they're like honey i got fired today and it's really messing me up (laughs) (laughs) yeah they probably handle that okay true that's it it probably is easier to fire shitheads well the thing is if you get fired for selling drugs like you still have one job and that's selling (laughs) drugs (laughs) you just have a slightly shorter list of locations in which you do your job right you got fired from your side hustle yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Um, so last last uh, question for top five. There is, in fact, I don't know if you guys noticed this, there is a straight-to-DVD sequel. Yes. Whoa. Uh, Roadhouse, Roadhouse to the Streets. <laughs> yes, Roadhouse to the Streets. And in the sequel, it has none of the original cast, and the plot is Dalton was murdered shortly after the first movie. <laughs> this is oh, his kid. No. This is his kid. And his kid becomes like a legendary cooler. Like it's the... Oh, no. This is the next Karate Kid. It is. So, uh, obviously, Tanya, that bums you out. Where would you rather see Roadhouse to the Streets go? What is your sequel version? (laughs) Roadhouse to the Streets, a better roadhouse? (laughs) (laughs) I basically want it to turn into like the barn raising scene from Witness, but like an entire (laughs) movie. (laughs) Like, I want Roadhouse to go Amish, basically. That's all I need. We're going to build a roadhouse. A roadhouse is coming. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my. A community center. Yes, a real roadhouse. Like... <laughs> I, did you just refer to him as Roadhouse? I enjoy that. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Roadhouse goes west. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like if it is Roadhouse to the streets, where it's like in those movies where they're like so focused on their academic music career, and then they realize, oh, no, I like dancing the tango. So this is him yeah. like... Oh no! I don't just like cleaning up bars and towns. I like cleaning up things for their its own sake. I'm gonna go clean up this local like little gang, or I'm gonna get like he's <laughs> yeah. just going out and this struggling art gallery. Yeah, for the love of the game, <laughs> he goes into a local art gallery and someone is like, "Your painting is derivative." Stab, 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 stab. Yeah, there's really ugly <laughs> fights in those galleries. I also love the idea that there's some sort of like national bouncer competition that he could go compete yes. in. Yes. Oh, like the baristas. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. That would be incredible. Where they start, it's like it's like sheepdog competitions where they start with a hundred unruly people <laughs> in a room. In a room. You basically take a bunch of these people to like Bonnaroo and you're like, now you go to this stage and when I come back, I want everyone in order. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Or like, yeah, like, uh, like the sheepdog competitions where they're like, you have these five challenges and like the last one is like four people stabbing each other and he has to go calm them all down, put them in the right pen. Without getting stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if he gets stabbed, he has to fix his own wounds. (laughs) (laughs) 
I oh, you say pain don't yeah, one hurt, competition huh? is just how many times can you get stabbed? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's part how of many stabbings can you take? Yeah. And not flinch. Yeah, without crying. Yeah, with acting like it's not happening. I actually, oh, that you know, that reminds me, he got staples in his from the doctor. Staple after, stitches. Yeah, I did. yeah, staple stitches. And after he done his own, if you get stabbed that much and you're used to having to do your own stitches, why not get that staple gun? That seemed way easier. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, especially for those hard-to-reach areas. <laughs> Although, you know, a needle and thread can also repair your shirt, and so that's a multi-purpose oh, thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there are definitely stain-removing aspects to this competition. Yes. Oh, right? yeah. You're gosh. certainly... <laughs> Yeah. I could even, if this was much later, it could be like the color of money where it's like he's, his protege is going to a cooler competition and then later he's like, no, I'm still good at this and he joins it as well. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Yeah. And then they have to, he has to like, you know, eventually like drop out because the new generation needs space to conquer yeah, or whatever. He realizes that his protege is his success. Yeah. Oh. And Swayze wept for there no, were no more bars to cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah he must hate the like modern corporate bars where it's just like that would be an interesting sequel where he like gets a job at applebee's and is like there's not enough stabbings (laughs) (laughs) my god the cheesecake factory really needed you (laughs) it it didn't used to be like this man (laughs) i love it all right that's the game of top five you guys uh play along with us at read underscore weep on twitter and on facebook.com slash read and weep uh now it's time for the minor compliment we're gonna go in reverse order Final nice thing you're going to get to say about Roadhouse today. Uh, Chris? Tanya? Yeah, that's Ooh, right. Chris. That's right. No, it's me. Ah, uh, got to. I should just write it down. Chris, you're, you you're first. We're going in reverse order. <laughs> What's your minor compliment? Yeah, so we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, how as time went on, the bar kind of cleaned up. I love how many things were unspoken. Like, you know, they just didn't talk about how there was a lot of work being done to drum up crowds at the bar. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, they, they had the a drink different specials crowd every night. And, and yeah. They had to do some marketing. He had to go to meetings a, where they picked some ads in the local paper. Yeah, they got a street team. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> whatever. Like, they did so much. But there was this one unspoken gag that I love. It's near the end when the movie's really taking a turn. And the, the chief badass for the bad guys has a pool cue, and he's just challenging whoever will fight him in the bar. <laughs> and the first thing that Swayze does is he sends the rest of his bouncers after these guys. These guys are all in red polos. They're all red shirts yeah. uh, in this great, I don't know, I just kept thinking of like Star Trek, the original series, when yeah. all the people in the red uniforms would get killed right away. And this was exactly yeah, that. Yeah, he just sent like, his red shirts to get taken out with a pool cue bad guy. Yeah, Again, for sure. classic of the Western genre. Yes, absolutely. Although, red-shirted Keith David does not get hurt. Good for him, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is actually very similar to my comment, so I want to just I want to slide into mine, which is that because uh, I love bar, I like I like Bar Rescue. I love Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, I love shows where people have to go in and fix a failing business, even though it has a like two percent long-term success rate. Um, yes. And uh, one of the things that I, I thought early on is I was like, oh, this is a cool version of Bar Rescue where he's not just making cheesy fonts. And then they changed the logo to this really cheesy logo, which is <laughs> like the classic of Bar Rescue is like, hey, I think the problem with your business was that your logo didn't look like it was made with a free font in two minutes. Doesn't look like the fake restaurant in Saved by the Bell exactly. enough. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> they're, so, they're so cheesy, but uh, I really enjoyed that he had, had to have done that aspect of it. And the street team thing you mentioned is like, it was a classic of like the British version of Kitchen Nightmares where he'd be like, yes. we got to go outside and yell to people about how great your spaghetti is. And then they would go yell <laughs> in the street. We would come in. Uh, I really, I really enjoy it. I, I like all of that. I, I would, 
and I actually I think the best thing about this movie is that it works which it never does in the real show and, and okay so. yeah i was curious because it sounded like your comment was that you like bar rescue i know i know i know <laughs> well and so because of that i enjoyed this because it felt similar but then especially yeah. good because he didn't like they always fail in the actual show and then in this they're like oh and it just worked you just everything works own a bar now and have a girlfriend and yeah. hopefully your stitches are healing it's been a while <laughs> Where do all these people who fight bars in bars come from? They have to, like... Because they are not him. They get stabbed. They don't come back for a while. You got to run out. You'd think, but then you switch from being guy who got hit by a bottle to guy who has a knife and is real surly. Yeah, that's true. And then maybe... Also, no guns. I liked that about this crowd, as they were like... There was some rule that was like, bar fights are knives only. And then guns only show up at the end. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Where, where were we? We're at Tanya, your minor compliment. Indeed. Um, I would not have classified myself as a Swayze fan prior to this movie, but I, in watching this movie, I realized that I actually really like Patrick Swayze a lot. I Swayze mean, you Nation. Know, Swayze, heads. Swayze Nation. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe not enough to get like a tattoo of him. What show was that? Somebody in the competition show had a tattoo of Patrick Swayze that was like his oh. inspiration. Was that Top Chef? That no. was was it? Was it? Yeah, that was Top Chef. Are you sure? Yeah. I think oh, it was Top. Man. It was like the first episode when there were too many chefs. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, yeah. there was Yeah, and was he was Swayze like he's tattoo. my personal hero and I was like, you know, okay, I guess, but I don't but but in in I did some reading about Patrick Swayze while we were watching this movie. Top Chef and, Boston uh so this was last year. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, Patrick Swayze was just kind of a hero of mine. I just respect his craftsmanship and his commitment to excellence. You know, it's funny, but he's extremely inspiring to me as a chef. He he is really inspiring. I was reading about his life, and I was like, "Geez, this guy is great." Yeah. What, what about his life? Well, he just he's there. I, there are a series of quotes from him on IMDb that I I was reading through, and just like his reflections on like what he did with his life, and like how consistently committed to all of these like different like sort of like peaks of physical excellence in terms of just like dance and martial arts and like stunts and all of this crazy crap that he did over the course of his life. Yeah, and he was and his like career. a Buddhist and a recovering addict. And- yeah, he just like has a lot of like very like interesting and like meditative things to say and i uh yeah and i feel like a lot of that comes through in his performance where he is supposed to be this like zen chilled out bouncer and i think that's part of probably why i also didn't enjoy the last part of the movie as much because i feel like all of that just gets chucked out the window but there is there's something about the way that he like regards everyone that he's acting with that's very cool to see yeah uh, yeah so So you're thinking about getting the shoulder tattoo Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a Sam Elliott tattoo. Yeah, on the oh, other man. shoulder. Also, just the choose. sheer like weird sexual magnet energy of Sam Elliott in this movie. Yeah, yeah. That deserves a compliment as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, all right, Hutch, that leaves you. What is your minor compliment for Rogue? Oh, I, I, I have a couple. I have a couple quick things. Uh, when he's training the bouncers, one of the bouncers asks. Uh, what if he calls my mom a whore and Swayze says, well, is she? <laughs> I loved that so much. Yeah. 
And I then, don't know. I feel bad for that guy's mom. <laughs> Why do you? No, well, maybe that she was is, such though. a great. Yeah. No, but that was such a great <laughs> example of like, don't let these people get to you, and right. don't let them get inside your head. Like, is your mom actually a whore? If the answer is no, calm down because this person doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Word. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was so good. But what if he does know what he's? So I, I guess the, the the other side of that though is that if the guy insulting you does know that your mom is a whore, then. <laughs> What like uh, there was no he's other right. side? What's to that? the difference? He's, he's well, he's correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, then you don't you don't beat him up for being right. Then yeah. your mom your mom's actions still don't reflect on you, and maybe like get in therapy. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. All right, <laughs> keep going, Hutch. What else? Uh, okay, last thing. The uh, it, it's so pointless. The owner of the bar um, he, at the at the beginning he sees some graffiti that says for a great fuck call, and then there's a phone number, and he changes <laughs> fuck to Buick <laughs> for yeah, a that great. Was Buick. A- and it was some he's, weird innovation. But he's so <laughs> pleased with himself, too. Like, he thinks it's really funny. Like, someone's actually going to call for a great viewing. Yeah, he's really, he's really pleased with himself. Be nice. Rule number three. I don't remember. But, yeah. You don't want to... <laughs> A great Buick, so a great Buick. Yeah. Awful. I also, uh, I, I mean, okay. I like that. If the rule is when you clean up graffiti, all you can do is change it into other graffiti. Yeah, that's pretty fun. That's just rule number seven. Into weird want ads. There are a lot of rules to being Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, and that is, it's just a longer list each time we add one. But that's one of them. Is change them yeah. to different advertisements. Right. That was a lot of fun watching that owner like be smug, and it was in a different color. Like it was very clear that it still said "fuck." <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, like yeah, if you was, were looking for a great smooth. fuck, you would not be thrown off the scent. Yes, <laughs> <You'd be able laughs> yeah. If you were looking for a great fuck only based on wall recommendations, <laughs> I yeah. know. I'm picturing somebody who is really looking for a great fuck, fuck, but they they always assume that a Buick ad is for a fuck. Yeah. So they're just calling every classified for a car. <laughs> or if they really want a Buick, and then maybe they're not disappointed when they just get a great fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. that's not bad. Like, you know, I'm still looking for that Buick, but tonight was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you've got a like nineteen late nineteen seventies model large body great fuck. Is that available still? So <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Thank you again so much to our sponsor this week thank you so much uh to christine from fayetteville for allowing us to have this joy yeah thanks christine what a good time this was great uh awesome um oh christine also mentioned i want to give this to i give them an opportunity to do shout outs or or promotions or something if they have them and christine wanted to add uh, the only thing i'd like you to promote are my fellow educators teachers especially public school teachers like myself have gotten a bad rap recently we work really hard to put together in- interesting lessons and which is not an easy task these days especially when you're like balance teaching kids to balance chemical equations and we do our best to meet the needs of every student in our classroom i may not be a true chemist but i've taught surgeons doctors lawyers pharmacists phd scientists and even some fellow faculty members so teachers are awesome we should celebrate them thanks teachers yeah hell yeah, yeah. my mom's oh. a teacher hell yeah my mom's Behind also that, a teacher a thousand percent yeah Absolutely. Uh, Hutch, do you have any teachers in the family? My sister is a teacher, actually. Um, I feel like you're lying, but grade. I like that you did that. No, I love that I, I did. It's funny that I had to think about it. But my teacher, actually. Yeah, my, my sister uh, is in San Francisco, and she does. 
It's funny because she teaches at the school that her kids go to. Oh, uh, sure, it sucks for them. My yeah. when my mom was substitute <laughs> teaching, she sub- <laughs> subbed in one of my classes in elementary school, and it was weird. I do not recommend <sighs> that. Uh, <laughs> although now it'd but be still, like teachers, great. Yeah, good teach, job. yeah, yeah. Teachers, good job, great. teachers. Don't teach your own kids. Everything else is great, which is why homeschool sucks because it's like that every day. Oh, I don't think we need to come out against that. No, I'm against homeschooling because <laughs> your mom is there the whole time. I'm well, not into that. Everyone has their own reasons. I'm just saying. <laughs> you weren't homeschooled, were you? I certainly wasn't, but I have family members who were, okay. so I feel a little weird coming down hard on that. I, and also, if you're a kid and you were homeschooled, you did not necessarily have a choice. Yeah, that's not so your fault. So it's weird to shame those people. I, well, I would not. I would not. I was just for moms who decide that they need to be every day of teaching. I feel like your kid would like to get away from you. Well, sure. Free what? advice. Maybe. So Hutch, you got a record coming out. Yes, let's talk about Hutch. So We Disappear right. is now available from fine music retailers. Um, so uh, <laughs> was Hutch, are you are you just like folding some laundry over there, or what's? <laughs> you got some packages you're wrapping up. I am, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm doing some laundry. I'm, uh, Hutch, I'm, Hutch I'm is mailing records laundry, right so now that you yeah, order. I know, he's, working. Yeah, he's signing every records. record comes with a free piece of laundry, <laughs> <laughs> freshly clean. <laughs> Uh, do you want to? What's so? So I've seen a bunch of different interviews about we disappear. But what's your? Uh, uh, how do you describe it to people when you have a sh- in, in in like an elevator? Oh, my favorite place to <laughs> yeah, talk you're about in an my elevator record. pitching someone yeah. your record. Yeah. What floor are you going to? Hey, have you heard of my band? <laughs> uh, it's about love and death. Love and death. That's what I tell people. And uh, that's, that's all you need to know. And, and shit. Just look, that kind of love shit. and death. It's one man's search for faith and shit. <laughs> Yes. Well, it really it. is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> like I really did relate to, to that line because he's like trying to be deep, but he's so like flippant about it yeah. at the same time. Like that—that that is me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, get what so we disappear by the thermals and uh, follow them at the thermals on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us, Hutch. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And thanks for being here as always, Chris and Tanya. You know it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Pshh.